0: Well, this morning, um, the title of the lesson, the title of the lesson, the title of the message is uh, and from Luke chapter 2, An Angel Appears to Mary. Now, I'm sure that we've, um, you know, we've read this story or heard it said over and over again, but I thought I would um, just kind of take a, a different approach. You know, it, it's, uh, for me, it's amazing how that uh, things just always change, you know, I'm, you read the same scripture, and you read things a certain way, and, you know, I've done this Christmas message, this same scripture now, okay, I've been preaching since 1972, so how long has that been? <laughs> Too long, right? <laughs> Preacher, I think you should quit. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, so we've been, we've been doing it since 72, 82, 92, 2002, 2012. 47 years. You'd think I'd have it good by now. <laughs> you know, after all that time, preacher, you should get it right, you know, all these times. But anyhow, I was thinking of uh, how that when we look at the, um, this, the story of Luke and you read over the text and you read. Um, sometimes we need to... Um, Kind of, well, what was it really like for Mary? You know, we're trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of things. And uh, someone asked me the other day, well, what are you going to preach on? I said, well, I was going to speak on Mary and uh, how that she pondered these things in her heart. You know, promises of God come to her. And I had this nice little outline in my head about how that Mary ponders these things in her heart. Now, ponder (laughs) is to think over. And, you know, when the angel gave the message to, to, to Mary, she's going to have a child, and uh, then goes on about the promises and so on. So she kept these things. And, you know, you can't go and tell everybody what you feel and know inside. Okay, can you tell, imagine Mary going around saying, Well, you know, I had an angel come to me, and the angel told me I was going to have a baby, and I wasn't going to know a man, and, and so it's just, it's just so lovely. It's just so wonderful hello? <laughs> what would you think if somebody came up to you and said, you know, God spoke to me and God told me something very wonderful. And it's like, okay, what'd he say? And it's like, you're nuts. <laughs> you would, you would, you know, if Mary came up to you and said to you, what happened to her? You wouldn't, you wouldn't give it a second thought. You'd say, you know, you're nuts. <laughs> you need some medicine. You need to go go on a vacation or something. If you are pregnant, it's, you know, you've been, you know, where you shouldn't be. So Mary pondered these things. It meant that what she had received, she basically couldn't tell. Who's going to believe her? Who's going to believe a woman who says that I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah? God came to me and told me I was highly favored. And that my son is going to be a descendant of King David and rule and reign for eternity. So now you know why she pondered them in her heart? And one of the other things I was thinking of, you know, as I was going through that whole outline of what I was going to speak on. That, this isn't my sermon. This is just a lead up to the sermon, okay? No, so, so anyhow, I'm going through this whole thing. And when, Je- when, when Mary is going through the crucifixion and Mary is, you know, seeing her son being beaten and tortured and put on a cross, all the things that she's been pondering, <laughs> she can't really say because he's He's dying. You see, what you ponder, what you can't tell other people, and what seems to be the death of what you have been pondering or thinking and and thinking over, perhaps just give it some time. Because when Jesus is resurrected from the dead, all of the things that she had been pondering, all the things that she had held in her heart, were now true. And in our life, there are some things that you believe that God has said to you in your heart. And you think over, think them over. I was standing in line at the register. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Of course, you know, I, I always like to look at the titles of crazy books and stuff. And <laughs> there is Oprah, you know, Oprah's magazine. And she's got this dress on, and she got this big red bow. I mean, it's about like this, and the stream's going the whole way down, and it's like the big, like big red bow, white dress, and this big red bow, it's like, my gosh, she probably paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for that, and my first impression was, you should take it back. <laughs> you know, you should take it back, but over in the little corner, there's this quote, and I don't know if she said it or somebody's it's a quote from inside the, in, in, you know, that, the, that they're interviewing inside the magazine. It says, when the universe speaks, I listen. It's like, now I don't know if that was referring to her or referring to somebody else. I didn't pay that much attention to what was underneath it or quotes or whatever. It was just the idea, when the universe speaks, I listen. And I, I was thinking of how that people... Try to listen into the universe. Okay? Well, wait a minute. Does space speak to us? Maybe it's Mother Earth. Maybe it's the trees. Maybe it's the rocks. When the universe speaks, who is the universe? Is the uni- How can the universe speak if the, if the universe is not a person or a being of some sort? So people are listening for the being of some sort to speak to them. Now, you can't, you can't say you want to listen for God. You can't say, I believe in the Christ of Christmas. Oh, you're a Christian. No, but I'm listening to the voice of the universe. <laughs> and, and I think for us, I'm not listening to the voice of the universe. I'm listening to the voice of the Spirit, who is the creator of the universe, who spoke the world into existence, who knew me while I was yet in my mother's womb, and before the foundation of the earth was there, God knew me, and he has a plan for my life. Now that's something we can get a hold of. Now, if I was standing up here and saying, "Well, you know, you got to listen in to the voice of the universe," well, how big of a megaphone do we need <laughs> to listen into the voice of the universe? Well, so here you have in Luke chapter two, uh, verse twenty-eight. It starts off by saying, "During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy." Now, if you look at this, it's starting off with a miracle. Because Elizabeth is too old, to have a, too old to have a child. Her and her son, her and her husband are just too old to have a child. But she's pregnant. She's in the sixth month of her pregnancy. And, and everybody knows her. I mean, uh, Mary knows her. It's, it's her cousin. And, you know, they didn't have text messaging and stuff <laughs> She didn't know her, her cousin was, uh, was pregnant. But so it begins with a miracle. And the angel tells her something that's impossible and then tells her what is impossible with her and what's going to happen. That whenever we talk about God, do we, do we see the miraculous in our own voice? Do we see the miraculous in the the things that's going on in our life? Because the miraculous is there. We just don't tune it in. We're generally looking and counting it off as coincidence. Or it's just, you know, just the turn of events. It's just the universe circling. It's the, what's that Lion King, it's the circle of life. <laughs> it's the circle of life. You know, people are born and people die. It's the circle of life. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. You become a root, <laughs> you know, for the trees to grow in. And that's all there is to you. Sorry, that universal thought is not correct. So anyhow, during Elizabeth's six month of pregnancy... God sent an angel to Gabriel, so God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee. First of all, we want to to recognize that for Mary, God knew exactly where she was. Okay, so we'll draw some parallels here. There's the miraculous happening around you. Okay, what is it that you need? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you feel God has spoken to your life? that you've been pondering? What have you been pondering? What have you been thinking over? And then, how have you been discrediting it? How have you been saying, that can't happen to me, for me? I used this story in uh, in Sunday school. It was the story of the elephant, and I've used it before, but I heard it the other day, so I thought, divine, use it again. So the elephant is one of the largest land mammals, and it's one of the strongest land mammals. And if you, if you put a peg in the ground, a stake in the ground, two feet deep, put a chain around uh, the leg of the elephant and a chain on the peg, but you chain the elephant to that peg when it's a baby, it will learn that it can't pull that peg out. And so when the elephant is full-grown and has a chain around its foot, around its, its foot, yeah, I guess that's what you call it, uh, when you put a chain around it, it knows it can only go so far because it knows that it can't pull that peg out. It's strong enough to rip out the whole building and push down trees, but it doesn't know that it can pull out a two-foot peg that's in the ground. Why? It's a mental perception. It is a learned behavior. (laughs) So every time God says to you that you can be blessed and God is going to bless you and God is going to give to you things that you've never even thought of or imagined, that God is going to bless your life in an abundance, what is the first thing you say? What's your chain? (laughs) Well, not me. Why? Why? Because my old chain says, I'm not good enough. Or I've sinned. Or I don't come from the right family. Or I don't, I don't. See what I mean? Why? If you don't break the chain, you see, the Bible says, it says that Christ will break the chains that bind you. <laughs> the, the chains of sin, the chains that hold us captive, are not necessarily... Uh, logs of chains that are unbreakable it's chains of thought it's those chain of thoughts that we put together that says to us we're tied to a peg and you can't get any further away than this because the last time you did that look at how you failed (laughs) okay mary your cousin is having a baby ah get out of here (laughs) she's too old you know, So she could have responded to the angel and said, do you know what you're saying? But see, she didn't think of doubt. She thought of, oh, new information that she hadn't heard. What are you pondering? So, and so the angel knows exactly where Mary lived. She lived in a Nazareth, a town in Galilee. And so in our own life, God knows where you live. We, we have, I have a box in there that was sent to my wife, and it was sent to 1600 Graham Avenue. It's like, where on earth did they ever come up with that address? She's been waiting for this box for months. <laughs> And, and she thought maybe one of the neighbors, whenever we were away, she thought one of the neighbors picked it up and put it in the garage and forgot about it. And we don't have enough courage to go over and ask the neighbors, you picked up our mail, did you pick up a box and put it in there and forget about it? You know, because you call the people, and they say we sent it. You call the post office where you track it, they say they delivered it, and you don't have it. So what's wrong with this picture? Well, certainly somebody has it somewhere. Well, it was sitting in the post office, and they delivered it, and somebody knew that it wasn't theirs, and they brought it here and put it at the church, right, Jan? (laughs) They put it on the church, you know? So there's Rhonda's special package sitting on the porch (laughs) at the church. (laughs) God knows exactly where you live, even if the wrong address is on the envelope. So he's in the town of Galilee, And God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. So he is describing to her the qualities of her life. She's a virgin, and she was engaged to be married. You see, God knows her circumstances. Now, engagement in those days was different than our engagement today. Engagement in in those days was a... was the... was... was, (laughs) It was a contract, as it were, between the husband and wife that they will be married. They are betrothed. So it's, it's as if they were married but not together. Okay? So th- there was no, I'm going to break off the engagement. No, there was none of that. There was, you're engaged, you're betrothed, and this is how it's going to happen, and you just, you're going to wait a specific, ta- a specific period of time, and then you will go through the formal ceremony of being married. But until that time you are set aside for this man and this woman. You're, you're just, you're legally bound together. All right. So, uh, a legally binding contract between two families that could only be broken by divorce. All right, so. And she was uh, engaged and married to a man named Joseph from, from the family or descendant of David. He knows the Holy Spirit, the angel knows her background knows where you're at knows who you are what your circumstances are and he knows the family from which you come and where all the ones around who you are and this virgin's name was Mary the angel came to her and said greetings <laughs> I you have ever seen an angel so an angel shows up Hey, Judy, hey, <laughs> greetings. And you go, Oh my, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> you know, when an angel shows up, you're going to go, Oh God, what's going on here? You're coming for me now? <laughs> Why don't you know? I got a message for you. Do I need to sit down? <laughs> Should I sit down for this one? So you see when the angel comes to her he knows who she is and she says and he says the angel came to her and said greetings hello rejoice okay the lord has blessed you and is with you I like the one you're a highly favored one You see Did you you notice that it's the past tense? The Lord has already blessed you? Well, but Mary just, the angel just showed up. And who is Mary? She's a poor 14-year-old, 16-year-old girl. And she comes from nothing. But from in her heart, she had this deep trust in God. Because God was able to trust her with His Word. (laughs) He was able to trust her with His promise of having a child and having His Son, the Son of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because, okay, you got this? That he, the Lord has blessed us. You see, in our own life, well, it is, well she's not even been told yet that she's going to, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow her. She's not, she hasn't conceived yet. So, and she hasn't been told that she's going to conceive. God hasn't given her anything. He just says, you, you have. The Lord has blessed you. It's a past tense. So whenever I look, when we look at our own life, you look in the mirror and you say, the Lord has blessed you, David. <laughs> in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You've got to begin to, you know, be thankful for where, get the, the paddles turning on the boat to go towards the blessing. Sow your seed in, in, the, in the harvest, in the, in the places that you want to go. <laughs> You know, God's harvest is something that he has placed in us and that we continue to go in the direction that God wants us to go. That's why you're in church. That's why you're here. It's God putting the desire in you to bless your life and that these are the things. You're going in the direction that God is going to take you. When you sit and listen to the scripture and sing the songs and you do all of this and read the Bible, you are sowing the seed and going in the direction of which you can be blessed, in which your future lies. God has blessed you. He's given you something already. See, God has blessed you. He's given us something already. Now, I'm going to give you something that you can't, it's going to blow your mind. But Mary was startled, perplexed, troubled by what the angel said and wondered what this greeting might mean. God, you think God thinks I'm somebody special. Okay, think Mary, she doesn't think she's any special person. Uh, you know? Angel? Hey Gabe? <laughs> hey, Gabe. <laughs> Did you come to the right house? <laughs> what, what address are you looking for? <laughs> Mary doesn't say, yes, I've I've been expecting you. I've been, you know, I'm this devoted Jewish woman. And she doesn't think highly of herself in that regard. She just knows that she's steady in her faith. And the angel said to her, don't be afraid. You know, Whenever you're about to hear a greater promise than what you already have, sometimes we get fearful because what does that mean? What is what is it I'm going to have to do to make myself to make myself different than I already am? You see, we don't need to be afraid of who you are, where you are, where you're from what's going on in your life at the moment and where you're going. You don't need to be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to hear the message of God. God has shown his grace. And this is, the definition of grace is favor, the divine favor of God. God has shown his favor. You have found favor. You have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, this is this is us all over. You have found favor. You have found the divine favor of God upon your life. You didn't earn it. He looked beyond your faults, saw your need. Remember, in in our in our Sunday school lesson this morning, talked about that Jesus, when he came to die for our sin, he did not count our sin against us. God did not look at our failures to determine his sacrifice. He looked at his love for us, and he became the divine sacrifice for us, and, and, and our failures and our sin didn't determine whether or not he was going to die for us. You're too bad. I'm not doing that for you. I'll do it for this one. They're not as bad. No, 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 no. He did not count our sin against us. He did not look at the amount of our sin. He just knew his love for us was greater than our sin. So in our in our lives we cannot we cannot allow our failures to stand in the way of God's blessing because God doesn't he doesn't allow that to happen why are we <laughs> Don't be afraid God has shown you divine favor listen you will become pregnant You see, you will become. That's different than the Lord has blessed. Never noticed that before. The Lord has already blessed you, Mary. But I want you to tell you something. You will become pregnant. The the conception of Jesus was, was, was a blessing to Mary, but God has already blessed you and the conception of God's promise in your life, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and and in you will be conceived God's gift. Jesus is already in your heart, but the gift of the promise, the word, the gift of the word will be conceived in your heart and you will become, and God will bless, and God will bring to birth that which he has promised in your life. He will be great. Okay, now... Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. (laughs) Specific promises about what is going to happen and what's going to happen with your child and how it is going to go on from here. There are promises. Now, we're not going to be Conceived, you're not going to conceive the, the Christ in your in your womb or in, in, in you as a person. But Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We will conceive the Word, the promise. The, the gifting that God has for us, we will conceive it. It will be conceived in our hearts. And the Holy Spirit will overshadow us. And that the, the, the grace and the divine favor of God will rest upon us in a way that this promise will seem like, wow, me? Surely you made a mistake. I didn't make no mistakes. I made you. And I have promises. I have my word for you and this is birthed in you by the Holy Spirit the Lord gave, the Lord God will give him the throne of, a da- of of King David his ancestors he will rule the people of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end so now you know why Mary had to ponder these things in her heart I want you to know you're gonna have a child and he's gonna be of the throne of David and he's gonna rule forever who are you gonna tell Who are you going to tell? There are promises God has put in your heart. Who are you going to tell? Sometimes we just can't tell what God has promised us because people just don't have the same promise. And sometimes they're very good at, uh, (laughs) you know, making it discouraged and whatever. That can never happen. But anyhow... Verse 34, now being realistic is not wrong. Questioning God is not wrong. Mary said to the angel, how will this happen? I'm a virgin. I have not known a man. I've never had sex with a man. How am I going to have a child? You see, talking to God about what he has promised is not doubt. (laughs) God doesn't doubt, asking God, God, I don't understand this, that's okay. Going around and saying, well, that can never happen to me, I'm, you see what, we just, no, that's different, that's not, doubt says, doubt says it can't happen to me, you know, you know who I am, you know what I've done, that's doubt. Saying to God, I don't understand but I trust you. That's faith. How can this be? No, that's that's not derogatory or wrong for Mary to say this. And the angel said to Mary, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will cover or will overshadow you." Do not worry about how God will fulfill the promise. He has birthed in your heart. Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is going to birth the promise, and then he's going to fulfill the promise. And uh, for this reason, the baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Now, look, behold, Elizabeth, your relative, is also pregnant with, with a son, Though she is very old in her age, everyone thought she had, could not have a baby. But she has been pregnant for six months. Hmm. You see, one of, the, one of the important things about our life is to share our miracles. When God has answered your prayer, it's a good thing to talk about them. Because some people, I mean other people need to hear about it. And it's important, and and I want to read on. It says that um, God can do anything. This, This is the angel speaking to Mary. Because nothing is impossible with God. Because no word or message from God will ever fail. So when God births something in your heart, know this, it will never fail. Then Mary said, I'm your servant. I am the servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me, as you say. Can you imagine what would happen in our life if when that promise that is so great and so beyond, you know, it breaks that chain that's hooked us to these this you know peg in the ground, our mental, our mental chain. And, and whenever God brings this promise, rather than us saying, that's never happened to me. that I couldn't let that happen. And, and, and we would just respond, be it unto me according to your word. <laughs> Do you ever say yes? I mean, just, yeah, sure. <laughs> and Mary just says, she has been told she's going to have a baby. She's, going to, she's not going to know a man. And that she's going to, her baby is going to be called the Son of God, the Most High. He's going to be the Messiah. And, you know, he's going to be the king forever and ever. And Mary says, okay, be it unto me. <laughs> I'm your servant. Be it unto me according to your word. Then the angel went away and left her. Let it be done in me according to your word. You see, Jesus is the word made flesh. He speaks his promises to our life. And whenever he speaks his promises to our life, something is alive in us. And I want to close with this one verse. It's verse 41. of. of it says, now, when Mary... She got up and went quickly to the town in the hills of Judea. Um, About a three or four days journey to go to to, um, Zechariah and Elizabeth's house. She came to Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the unborn baby inside her womb jumped, leaped, kicked, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, Mary did not say anything about what had happened to her. But there was a promise in her life that she received. And whenever she went to visit Elizabeth and she said hello, there was something that the Holy Spirit inside, the spirit that was in Mary and had overshadowed her, the promise that was alive in Mary, had such an effect upon Elizabeth that the unborn baby just leaped inside her womb. Like, whoa, this is, this, you know, just the word of Mary caused life, as it were, the spirit to come to reality in John the Baptist and in Elizabeth. And in our life, you are, we are the oracle of God. And you speak his word The Holy Spirit empowers us, empowers that word because the word is not just you speaking it. The word is the eternal word of God spoken into your life and spoken into the lives of others. And there is a quickening of the Holy Spirit, not only in you, but there's a quickening inside of them that causes them to be challenged in their spirit, to come alive in hope, and to know that God is there because you're there. Because you're there. God is there. The Word made flesh. The Word of promise in you. And the Holy Spirit will cover you. (laughs) Overshadow you. Go before you. Go behind you. To the right, to the left, underneath, and above. God covers you with His Spirit. And nothing can separate you from Him. And everything that comes into my life, we will be grateful to God because more of His blessing is coming, and I'm grateful for where He has brought me. Amen? Let's stand. <laughs> so, I <laughs> can't imagine what it'd been like for Mary, but as we begin to. See over the years and see the things that happen and transpire for her, and fleeing to Egypt, and she just kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, I think that sometimes God has spoken to our hearts things that maybe He spoke a long time ago, and we still think of them every once in a while. And whenever we have times like this, those things come to life. And that's the Spirit of God saying, I put this in you, and I'm going to make it happen. So be thankful for where you are at. Don't be tempted to go and get it on your own. Be tempted, no, be obedient to be led to do what God is asking you to do, and you will find the way that God has prepared for you. Father, we thank you that we are your child. God, you've birthed us into your kingdom. We are born again. And your Holy Spirit just lives within us, overshadows us. Our faults are not our problem. It's our chains of doubt and fear of our own failures and fears that something will probably go wrong and but Lord you broke those chains you set us free from them so Lord we look only to you and give thanks to you we give thanks to you not only for what the good but even the bad that seemingly came into our life. God we give you thanks and praise because Lord you have a plan And we are now in the midst of your plan and your purpose. And we pray, O God, for your spirit to speak to us again and again and lead us onward in our faith and our walk with you. Save those individuals around us. God, let us be your oracle of peace and, Lord, your oracle of your word and of your promise. Let us speak forth, Lord, that which you have given us in our heart, which is love for you and love for others. Thank you. Thank you, God, for this Christmas season. May we be grateful to give of that which we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless you.